turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. We invite you to join us in worship this Sunday at either the 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock service. For more information, visit our website at largocc.org. Listen, when we obey the Word of God, the directions of the Lord, we'll see the glory of God. And His directions are always to benefit us. Not to take away our life, take away our joy, take away our happiness. Welcome to The Healing Word, a radio ministry of the Largo Community Church. Here's Pastor Jack Morris with today's message that will grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. The Song of Redemption. Now let's back up just a little bit. Israel was in a place of no escape. They were hemmed in on every side. Mountains on one side, desert on the other side, the Red Sea in front of them, and Pharaoh and the Egyptian armies coming down upon them from behind. There was no escaping. There had been the ten plagues. Pharaoh finally decided he's going to allow the children of Israel to go free. He allows them to go, and then he has a change of heart. But God was taking care of and leading the children of Israel. While Pharaoh and his cabinet members caucused together and decided how they were going, trying to decide how they were going to rebuild the nation of Egypt after the plagues had just decimated that country. And it came to them, sort of duh, you know, it came to them. We have allowed our free labor force to go free. Let's go get them and bring them back. The Holy Spirit had guided the people of Israel to the Red Sea. There was a cloud in the sky by day. There was a lamp of fire by night. They were being directed of God. And here comes Pharaoh. And he comes with Thousands and thousands of foot soldiers mounted on, others were mounted on horses, chariots, uh, an army to fight, to slaughter, and to recapture, and to bring back. And here's Israel with no defense at all. They had no defense at all. They didn't know how to fight. Women, children, here they were, helpless, hopeless. The scripture says they were terrified. Have you ever been terrified? (laughs) <laughs> now, I, I have experienced fear, but terror, I don't know that I have actually experienced terror. That, 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 that must be something beyond words to describe. They were terrified. What a position to be in with these armies coming down upon them. And Moses spoke, anointed by the Holy Spirit, and gave them Brief instruction. Number one, he said, don't be afraid. 
Number two, stand firm. Number three, you will see the deliverance of God. And they obeyed. They did what they were told. Listen, when we obey the word of God, the directions of the Lord, we'll see the glory of God. And his directions are always to benefit us. Not to take away our life, take away our joy, take away our happiness. Someone who was talking one time said, you know, Christians can't do anything for fun. And he said, now, you know, we can't do anything. Friend, there is joy, there is peace, there is wonderful victory over the trials of life. The victory is within and God gives it. There is nothing like knowing Jesus Christ, our deliverer. He's the one that brings great joy and happiness into our life. There is true happiness in Jesus, true joy in Jesus. Jesus Christ gives in abundance. Israel saw the Red Sea open before them. They crossed on dry land. They they did not have one drop of water on them. It was Pharaoh and his armies who got wet. Somebody sent me a little clipping, uh, a cartoon, a card, and um, just for a moment, there it is. (laughs) I told you to stay away from the sides. (laughs) Stay with the group. You know, there's a story there. If you get out of touch with those who are of like precious faith, you get out there on your own, (laughs) the sharks might get you. When, they re, when the people of Israel got on the other side, they turned and shouted and praised and sang the song of redemption. It was the song of deliverance. We're using those two words interchangeably, redemption and deliverance. Now, notice when they sang that song. When did they sing the song? It is, the, one word will tell you when they sang the song. Look at Isaiah, Isaiah uh, Exodus chapter 15, verse 1. The very first word. What is that word? Then. When? Then. That day, we're going to go back up now into chapter 14, verse 30. That day, the Lord saved Israel from the hands of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians lying dead on the shore. It was then when they crossed the Red Sea, the Hebrews crossed the Red Sea, they were safe on the other side, They turned and looked, and here comes Pharaoh's armies. These people were, these armies were so filled with with anger and hate and, and so vindictive that somehow it didn't seem to dawn on them that the Red Sea had opened up. Not only hadn't the Hebrews seen the Red Sea open, no one had ever seen the Red Sea open. Have you ever seen the Chesapeake Bay open? Now, here, and, but these people, so headstrong, the armies went into that Red Sea pursuing the, uh, the Hebrews. And then something happened. Their wheels started falling off their chariots. And then it began to dawn upon them, something's wrong. We've crossed the line. We better get out of here. But then the raging waters that were standing on either side, about a half mile apart, standing hundreds of feet, raging and surging, came crashing down. You know, it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. 
and they fell into God's hands. It was then that the people of Israel began to sing and to praise the Lord and to give God glory. Now notice, from terror, they were terrified, literally terrified, and now they're singing. Friend, God can take it if you give it to him, turn it around, and cause you to rejoice. He can do that. He has been doing it for years. He, he's an expert in taking ashes and making something beautiful out of it. And he can take our problems today just like he did theirs. Do you know the scripture says that this problems of the Hebrews and the, and, and the Egyptians, these problems are in the word of God for our edification and for an example to us. We need to read, to believe, and then we too will see the glory of God if we'll obey the Lord, if we'll do God's will. This is what the Lord will do. The scripture says in Psalm 106, verse 12, Then they believed his promises, his word, and they sang his song. Now notice there's a connection between the promises believing and the song being sung. There's a definite connection. We cannot sing the songs of Zion living in disobedience to the Lord. But if we look to the word of God, believe the word of God, obey the word of God, we will sing. We will rejoice. Friend, do you have a song this morning? Do you have a song? We were, I, I really, when I go to a funeral here at the Largo Community Church, I usually don't know the people who come to the funeral. They, they, they're friends that come in. And uh, when we sing a hymn, we'll reach and get the hymn. The funeral service is going on, and I'm up here singing away, and I look out, and everybody's looking at me. <laughs> and uh, the people come here to watch me sing, not to hear me sing, but to watch me sing. It's a hymn. We're all supposed to be singing it. But listen, if you don't have a song in your heart, you're not going to have one on your lips. But if you know the Lord and you know the word of God, you're going to know the joy of the Lord. Now, there are two essential elements to worship. Are you listening to me? Two essential elements. One is praise and the other is joy. God deliver me from these holier-than-thou sourpuss Christians. They can't sing. (laughs) They don't have a song. All they have is correction to give to somebody else. You never met anybody like that? They want to correct people. They want to set people straight. Friend, we need to get our focus on Jesus. There's joy and happiness in the Lord. When Jesus took the little children in his arms and blessed them, you know he was smiling. Did you know that? Children don't go to sour pusses. If you smile, they'll come to you. You know, you, most of them will. <laughs> Some of them will. But, but Jesus must have been smiling. He didn't gather them in his arms to correct them or to scold them, but to love them and to hold them. And then he turned to the disciples and said, you big, overgrown, tough fishermen, you need to become like this little child. Come on, put a smile on your face. But before you can get a smile on your face, you've got to have a smile in your heart. Put praise upon your lips. But before you can have praise upon your lips, you're going to have to have joy and praise in your heart. Then you have truly worshiped. If you worship the Lord with praise today, and you will then, obviously you will experience joy, then 
and then you will have been in the house of God. Now notice what it said in verse 1. Then Moses and Israel sang the songs to the Lord. Then they did it. They had experienced God's grace. And I want you all to experience his grace. I want to experience his grace this morning. I want to know his joy and experience his happiness. Give him praise and to know his wonderful joy. Now, notice they were in terror before. I I can't get over that. I don't want to get over that. On this side of the Red Sea, friend, I I think some of us are on the wrong side of the Red Sea. Uh, On this side of the Red Sea, they were terrified. But when they got on the other side of the Red Sea, they were shouting for joy, singing the songs of Zion. Well, you've heard of jazz. I know you have. And you've heard of the blues, right? I have a hard time sometimes distinguishing between the two, but I'm learning. I'm I'm getting so I can distinguish a little bit between jazz and the blues. And I did a little research, and I found out that the blues came about in the 19th century down in the Deep South. African Americans invented this type of music. Well, I looked at the scripture, and I thought the 19th century in Mississippi... Why, the Israelites were singing the blues long, <laughs> long before them. <laughs> they were terrified. What shall we do? They were crying out to the Lord. And you know the, the blues song? That song had a title. It was called the Desert Blues. <laughs> That's what they were singing. <laughs> Come on, rejoice. Come on, somebody say praise the Lord. (laughs) It's time to praise the Lord. He's done great and mighty things for us, has he not? He's our God and our Lord forever. Now notice, when they sang, it was when they were delivered. It was when they had victory. It was when they saw the Red Sea open, when they had crossed over. And last week we talked about your Red Sea And you're crossing over. And some of us are still in the process of crossing over. But we're on our way. And soon the song is going to come. And today can be the day that the victory comes. It was then that they sang. Now going back to verse 1. Who was it that sang? Look at at verse verse 1. Look at it. It's on the screen. Who did the singing? What did they do? Have, Have you ever been asked to stop singing? Somebody said to me one time, said, can you sing tenor, uh, 10 or 12 miles away? No, no, no. And I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. I really have a nice voice. But this great, it was a great, great grandmother. She was playing the piano to her great, great granddaughter, Natalie. And Natalie was only four years old and the grandmother was playing Christmas songs. And she was playing away in the manger. And then grandmother thought, well, maybe... Natalie would like to hear the words to Away in the Manger. It's little children, babies in manger. And so she started singing Away in the Manger. And she hadn't sung the song long until Grandma felt a little hand on her arm. And she turned and looked, and and little Natalie said, Grandma, just let the piano do the singing. (laughs) Well, 
Moses and Aaron were singing. You couldn't have stopped it. The people of Israel were singing. You couldn't stop it. It would be easier to stop an artesian well pushing up the water from under the ground. You could hold, how could you hold it back? Listen, when you have a song in your heart, you're going to rejoice. You're not going to be a part-time Christian. But a Christian with joy and with praise in your heart. Come on, Moses, sing. People of Israel, sing. And then the scripture says the women began to sing on the beaches. Miriam with her tambourine and the ladies began to sing and to praise the Lord. And they said these words, sing to the Lord for he is highly exalted. The horse and its rider he has hurled into the sea. Sing, Miriam, women of Israel, sing and dance. When, when did they sing? They sang when they were on the other side of the Red Sea. That's when they sang. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> 
And who did the singing? It was Moses and the people of Israel. And then Miriam took all of the women and they began to dance and sing. Yes, there was dancing in Israel. There were tambourines in Israel. When Jesus, on that very first Palm Sunday, was going into Jerusalem, only now a matter of a few days, less than a week, he's going to be crucified. People began to praise the Lord. They began to sing the praises of God. Some of the Pharisees said, look, if these people would hold their peace, uh, this this is uh, out of order. This is contrary to true worship. Jesus said, what are you talking about? If these hold their peace, if these be quiet, the very inanimate objects, stones will cry out. Now listen, not only are the people of God shouting and dancing and singing, but the pianos are playing and the organs are playing, the harmonicas are playing, the guitars are playing. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord and those things that don't have breath. (laughs) Hallelujah. And those instruments that we can touch and put our hands upon, let them praise the Lord. Friend, there's All for Jesus and Jesus for all. Now notice, whom did they sing? I'm going to read and let you read on the, read to the Lord. Read to the Lord. Yes, read to the Lord. Sing to the Lord. Come on, read it with me. Sing to the Lord. Come on, say it again. Raise your hand and say it with all your heart. Sing to the Lord for he is highly exalted. The horse and its rider he has hurled into the sea. It's, amen. It's to the Lord we sing. It's to the Lord we play the instruments. It's to the Lord we dance. It's to him that the hosannas are to ring. When we see Jesus, we'll sing. When we see Jesus, he's the overcomer who overcomes in us and brings us away from all of the enemies that would attack to destroy us just as God did for the children of Israel when the enemies attacked them. God made a way. God made a way. Friend, if you don't think you can get out, you can. Look to Jesus. God will make a way. Now, let's put on the screen verse 2 of Exodus chapter 15 and read it in unison. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. He is my God and I will praise him. My father's God and I will exalt him. Now notice what it said. The Lord, the Lord is my strength. It was to the Lord. He was the focus of their singing, the focus of their worship. They didn't go there to cross the Red Sea to be entertained and to show off a lot of talent. But if you have talent, show it off to Jesus. Make sure the focus of the talent, the singing, the dancing is Jesus. He's the one that makes all things possible and gives victory. The Lord is my strength. So they were singing about the strength of the Lord. Notice, they were in terror. They were terrified. They were in a hopeless, helpless position. They had no strength, no armament, no chariots, no horses, nothing to fight with. They were terrified. But then look what they said. The Lord is my strength. Friend, there's not a problem, a trial, a difficulty that the enemy that can form him, his power against you that will prevail against you. When you look to the Lord, he's your strength. 
You are no match for sin, for temptation, for unclean habits, uh, for difficulties, for problems. They will destroy us. They will get us down. When we look, they will overpower us. But when we look to the Lord, we can sing the songs of Zion. The Lord is my strength. Say that. The Lord is my strength. Now think of the problem that you're facing. How weak you are. How it disturbs you. How this problem upsets you. How you fret about it. How you even toss and turn and can't get adequate sleep because of it. Now raise your hand and say, the Lord is my strength. Say it again. The Lord is my strength. You can't solve the problem. But I'll tell you the one who can. He'll open the Red Sea for you. He'll destroy the armies of of, of Egypt for you. Hallelujah. <laughs> this is, he is stronger. Paul, the apostle said in 2 Corinthians 12, 10, when I am weak, then am I strong. Do we have some weak people here today? You've got some big, strong problems. Somebody is stronger. And I'm not talking about you. You're not that somebody. Jesus is that somebody. He is my strength and my song. He helps me to overcome. He puts a song in my heart. He has become my salvation. We hope that today's message has been a blessing and has strengthened your faith in God. We invite you to join us in worship this Sunday at either the 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock service to experience a wonderful fellowship of believers and faith-building messages based on God's Word. For more information, visit our website at largocc.org. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word.